Farmers today are facing rising costs, volatile markets, and extreme weather. The Better Way to Farm podcast digs into strategies to help you take control of farm inputs and maximize profit so your farm can thrive for generations. Remember to take advantage of our free resources at abetterwaytofarm.com. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, and we're excited about today's episode. Our goal is to increase yields and improve profits for the American farmer, and we are excited today to talk about this whole idea of why micronutrients. And I'm not going to get into all of the different things that they do. I invite you to go back go through the episodes on the 12 days of nutrients where we do a deep dive into each and every micronutrient and what it does and why it is important and the interactions that they have. Had several conversations with different growers this week. I wanted to get on here and share with you guys something that I am super excited about. I have more and more guys who are doing more and more research and that's our purpose. We know that not everyone's going to agree with what we do and we're okay with that. And we're not asking everyone to. We are super excited, though, when we can make people think. That's our real goal, get people to think. We invite you not to accept what we say, but to do research, confirm, figure out the truth for yourself. We invite you to ask why. You can ask us why. You should ask your other suppliers, why are you doing what you're doing? But into the meat of today's subject, here's why micronutrients. Yes, they are important. We know that zinc is important because if we have too much phosphorus, we create a zinc deficiency. And we know that zinc makes light-colored leaves, which cuts yield. Yes, we know that all of the different micros are important. We know that copper helps with plant health, along with potassium and a couple of other different nutrients that that plant really needs to have standability and disease resistance. We know all of those things. We know that the different micros interact with each other, and we know that it is a significant thing to do to get proper nitrogen utilization. We need the right micros and the right ratios. All of those things are important. But today, I'm going to share something with you. It is an idea that I've been rolling around for a couple of years. And I come to you today more convinced than ever that the learning curve on agriculture is about to really take off. And it's interesting because part of what we're going to learn, we're going to relearn. Some of where I'm coming from today is out of books that were written 50, 60, 70 years ago. Things that we knew and things that were suppressed or things that were forgotten. And what I'm talking about is how important the micronutrients are, not just for the plant, but for the soil. And I believe strongly, and I get more and more people calling me and saying, hey, Rod, here's what we found. One of my guys from up in Michigan got a hold of me today. We were having a great conversation. And he got to talking about how much he notices it is a positive effect when he puts calcium in soil that's low in biological activity. That that calcium in the seed trench encourages biological activity in that seed zone. And then as an added bonus, and we're seeing companies come forward now and talk about putting sugar in that seed trench, saying that sugar is a plant growth regulator. I don't know that I agree with that, but I know the combination of calcium and sugar in the seed trench is going to increase biological activity, and we're going to see significant results from doing that. And I appreciate Jake getting a hold of me and sharing that with me, that he knows how much that's helping because they just put one pint of chelated calcium in that seed zone. So maybe you don't need the calcium, but maybe you'd like to have the benefit of activating more biological activity right there. 
That's one of the many things that we've learned. We talk about the fact that we've known, we dug this out last year, and obviously I'm super excited about this whole session, guys, but we know that we have dug out last year that adequate boron will increase mycorrhizae numbers and that mycorrhizae numbers will be suppressed if we do not have sufficient boron. And we know that 90 to 95% of the tests that we look at have a boron deficiency. I would dare say more than 50% have a severe boron deficiency. We have people who are selling mycorrhiza in a jug that you can put in the seed trench. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm guessing you'll get a response. But my idea is that what we should do is do the right thing and restore those mycorrhiza by getting adequate boron in there so that they can grow and flourish and multiply. What else helps your mycorrhiza flourish and multiply? More roots. The more roots that you have, that's a symbiotic reaction. The more roots that you have, the more mycorrhiza that you have. The more mycorrhiza that you have, the better the root growth that you get. It's a snowball effect, and we want to get after it. So therefore, what does that mean? That means having a good row place starter, having the right micronutrients right there in the seed zone, which promotes good root growth in and of itself promotes mycorrhiza. So maybe rather than buy mycorrhiza in a jug, we should consider putting on the right amount of boron, putting all of the right nutrients on in the right place and the right rate with the right timing. And when we do that, we can make those numbers go up a whole lot. As we start looking at all of these different things that are out here, we know for a fact now that we've had multiple researchers we've been able to find in writing where people know that adequate zinc, good zinc levels promote auxins. Auxins are a plant growth regulator that naturally occur in your plant. And there are a lot of people out here selling a plant growth regulator that contains auxins. Maybe rather than buy the auxins, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but perhaps we need to fix the zinc levels in our fields, in our plants, so that we can get all of the naturally occurring auxins out of our plant at no cost. And then if we need to look at a plant growth regulator, we can add that in. Guys, I am not opposed to plant growth regulators. We have two or three ourselves, but I can tell you this, I believe firmly that our plant growth regulators and all plant growth regulators belong on the last shelf that you reach for. Trying to use those as a miracle cure to hide something else, to mask a deficiency, to overcome something, is not judicious use of money. So what do we want to do? We want to make sure we have all of the nutrients right that are going to promote the naturally occurring hormones that are within a plant. We want to make sure we have all of those micronutrients in there because I do believe that over the next 10 years, we're going to figure out that while micronutrients are really important for plants, and we have neglected them beyond the shadow of a doubt, but while they're really important to the plants, I believe that getting those back into the soil is going to be something that we can do that is going to be very beneficial for the microbial life in the soil. And we all know that a healthier microbial life is going to create better yields. It's going to help with the pore structure in the soil. It's going to help with raising our organic matter. It's going to help with conversion of different nutrients into plant usable form. And all of those things can be achieved in a very simple way. Just do the right thing. You guys have heard me quote my friend who says, 
hey, life is not that hard. It's really simple. Figure out how it works and get on the right side of it. Guys, that's what we're looking for. Figure out how it works and get on the right side of it. Guys, we know that not everyone is going to do this. We just invite you to go on a journey. Go on a search. Start reading, looking at books on fertility, and see what it is that's already been proven to affect soil microbiology. And look and see how important all of those micronutrients are, not only to the plant, but to the soil. Because when we fix the soil, when we help the soil, when we make the soil better, it will be better to us. And that's the journey that we're on here, attempting to do that each and every day. Guys, we appreciate you very much. We thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We invite you to come back every week. I know there's a very exciting podcast coming up in regards to drones and some of the things that you can do and maybe should do with those. So we invite you to tune back in for those. Thank you guys for your time. And we really do hope you're having a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.